Joe Wetter waiting for us. We'll get to him in just a moment. Talk a little Carroll football. Ryan Steinkamp will then join us. We'll talk Kemper football as they got a big win last night. Deb Danner going to join us to talk girls swimming. Thomas Nelson will come in to talk uh, Kemper cross country. Michaela Clink visits with us about Carroll volleyball and Rusty Wintermote, the head coach for the Kemper volleyball team, also sent to join us coming up this morning. We're going to start off, though, Class 1A District at football last night. Kemper rolls by trainer at 42-7. They set up a district championship game this coming Friday night as West Monona falls last night. Underwood defeats them 56 to nothing. So third-ranked Underwood will come to town to take on fifth-ranked Kemper this coming Friday night. All have the broadcast with Doug Waniger. That'll be on 1380 AM, 95.1 FM, KCIM. And again, everything will get underway at around 6.20 with a kickoff at 7 o'clock. Both teams undefeated. Right now, again, Underwood ranked number three, Kemper number five. But both picking up wins last night. Kemper again 42-7, Underwood 56 to nothing. ESAC keeps their playoff hopes alive. They get their first win last night, knocking off Maple Valley Antonoto Charter of Ute 21-14. Got a big defensive stand late in the game as the Rams had the ball inside the Raiders' five-yard line, unable to push it in. So the Raiders pick up their first win. Class 3A District 1, Carroll Falls to MOC Floyd Valley, 14 to nothing. Great defensive effort. Tigers turned it over on downs five times uh, in uh, Maple Valley, Anthony, or excuse me, in MOC Floyd Valley territory last night. Just could not get any points on the board. But Tigers caught a break last night. Sioux Center knocked off Bishop Heelan 29 to 7. So Sioux Center, Bishop Heelan, Sergeant Bluff Luton, MOC Floyd Valley, all 2 and 1 in the district. Carroll 1 and 2 in the district. They go to Sioux Center coming up this coming up Friday night. Still got a chance if they win out to get themselves into the playoffs. Of course, we'll have that Carroll game covered for you. Tyler Bruner, Terry Kaspabauer will have the call. And again, that's on kick 106.7. Pre-game again around 620 with the kickoff at 7 o'clock. The other games in Class 3 at District 1, Sergeant Bluff Luton, they knocked off Boyden Hall, Rock Valley 34-12. to Carroll entertains SBL coming up in week number 9. Class 1A, District 2, South Central Calhoun falls to Woodward Granger, 49-20. Titans now sitting as the three seed in that district. South Hamilton wraps up the district title with a 54-12 victory over Manson Northwest Webster. And Eagle Grove gets a big win last night, beating Belmont Clemmy, 62-8. Class A, District 8, Ikea Manning falls in another very tight ball game, losing to Lawton Bronson, 20-13. Westwood of Sloan got by Missouri Valley, 48-16. And Woodbury Central clinches the district championship with a hard-fought 36-34 overtime victory over Tri-Center. Eight-man District 1, Arweva falls to number one at rank St. Mary's of Remsen, 75 to nothing. Rockets fall out of the playoff picture. Uh, Glidden Ralston also losing to Newell Fonda, 62 to 6. It was Kingsley Pearson beating River Valley, 63 to nothing. They pretty much have locked up that three seed in the district and Woodbine down to Siouxland Christian, 68 to 16. Eight-man at District 10, Audubon falling on the road last night to West Harrison, 35-26. to West Harrison wraps up the district title. Audubon right now sitting as the three-seed. Three teams do get in out of that district, but right now they are the three-seed. As uh, Coon Rapids-Baird falls last night to Cam, we need a 68-14. Cam pretty much locked into that two-seed. Coon Rapids-Baird shot at the playoffs pretty much ended last night. Xyro Kern Kimmelden defeated Booyer Valley 57 Seven. And again, you can find a complete rundown of all of our local scores as well as scores from all over the state. You can find that on the Brinks Exterior Sports Report at sports.1380kcim.com. We're going to step away. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Craig Rowetter said to join us next. That's coming up for you here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. It's that time of the year for comfort food. And you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stepping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special, stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 25 years, MC's is located on Highway 30 East in Carroll. MC Country Cafe Coaches Show here on this Saturday morning. Uh, we'll talk with Ryan Steinkamp coming up just a little bit. Then Deb Danner, Thomas Nelson, Michaela Klink, Rusty Wintermote all set to join us here this hour. We're going to start off with the Carroll Tigers and head foot- football coach Craig Rowetter. Tigers fall last night 14 to nothing to MOC Floyd Valley. And coach, as always, appreciate you giving us some time. Yeah, you bet, Jeff. Appreciate you having me. 
Coach, liked the way you guys came out last night, the old wishbone, a little Oklahoma look for, uh, you know, old Big 8 fans, but uh, um, came out, moved the football well, had a 10-play drive on your opening drive. Three times you guys had the ball in the first half. All three times it got into MOC Floyd Valley. Just couldn't get the ball uh, into the end zone twice, uh, getting uh, pretty much close to the red zone or in the red zone. Yeah, you know, a game plan coming in was trying to, you know, establish that run game, and we thought, you know, given we, we knew that they had uh, probably had a speed advantage over us, so we thought we'd uh, bring Caden in and um, kind of give our heavy look, but go to more of a wishbone. Uh, we actually talked, Coach Hooper and my, talked to me on during band day last week and thought, you know, having Tayden in on our heavy set anyway, if we centered him up more in a wishbone look, it kind of gave us a two-way go. So, um, and, and that was hitting early on. It's just once, you know, it, it's tough when you're doing that and then all of a sudden if you do hit your, you know, your third and sevens, third and eights, it gets, it gets a little, um, you know, not optimal for, for that that style of offense. Yeah, and you guys did go for it uh, on fourth down all three times. Coach, you talked about bringing Taden Peterson, and he made a really nice play on your guys' second drive, made a nice catch there right at the end of the quarter, got you guys down to the 10-yard line, uh, set you guys up in, in pretty good shape. I thought he played pretty well for you. Yeah, you know, and, and typically Taden's not uh, – I don't think he made anyone's scouting report as far as being a receiving threat, so that <laughs> – that was kind of a one we worked on. Um, you know, we 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 knew kind of what front we'd see, and um, you know, running both the tight ends, um, you know, on out out patterns, the safeties kind of went with them, and so Tayden found himself open. And they got some good pressure on Jack, so he actually had to make a nice little spin move um, to get get out of trouble. And, and Tayden did a nice job just kind of moving with him, because um, really, if had Jack had enough time to set his feet and throw. Um, it would have basically been right, a little shoot right down the middle, and um, you know, and that's kind of it's a little bit modified from a year ago um, when we were up at MOC. We had to put Cooper Ludwig actually down the middle, and we called it 58 special, but um, a similar play, and uh, got us close to the to the end zone again. Coach, uh, talk about the pressure they were able to get. I was going to say to you. It, it, Jack was under pressure a lot tonight, did a nice job kind of stepping up in the pocket or scrambling out when he needed to. But uh, their defensive ends, and then when they came with pressure from the linebackers, uh, you talked about their speed. They got there fairly quick. Yeah, it, it was tough. You know, and, um, their D-line was good, and we uh, sometimes I think we helped them out a little, you know, but not quite everybody's sliding, you know, doing the correct slide protection. Um, which that when we really got in trouble is when they did bring that back or, or so we were kind of double teaming on, on one of their, since they only had three down linemen, we double there and then, uh, an inside linebacker as fast as they were, you know, by the time you got your head turned, it, it was too late. You yeah. know, they were in there on Jack. So, um, you know, something we're going to have to clean up and look at, uh, moving forward definitely. But again, credit to, to MLC. They, they were as advertised, you know, fast and physical. You mentioned uh, last night uh, in the, the the scoreboard show interview that you guys made some adjustments to the blocking at halftime. What were those? Um, you know, the the main one, especially in our wish, wishbone set, was just not to – we're kind of doubling on the, the down lineman, and, and we're, we're good enough up front where we can handle that with a single. You know, the, the tackle just wasn't blocking out. He was kind of blocking down in, um, which left their – Kind of well, we would call a defensive end would slice in and, and catch us from the backside. Uh, so once we made that adjustment, then our our ISO sets were working um, better. You know, you weren't getting caught from the or run down from behind. Um, and then the same thing on the the edge. We just they were flowing so fast to our uh, pulling guard. We 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 were trying our guards were trying to catch them from the backside, and that that wasn't going to happen. So uh, we just had to you know make one adjustment where. We're, uh, blocking back one extra guy, and then actually the pull guy, we were blocking down with the tight end, so then we could wrap around with the, the pulling guard instead of kicking out with him. They score on their opening drive, pretty nice drive, seven plays, went 69 yards, moved the ball on their second drive, 
Uh, but you guys able to force the punt. We go to halftime with them up 7 to nothing. They get the ball to start the third quarter. Uh, I think it was Owen Clucky that maybe made the tackle and stripped it. They they caught the Husk kid across the middle. Um, you guys, Regaler, Chase Regaler ends up coming up with the fumble, caught it in the air, but uh, down at around the five-yard side lane. Then their next possession, Trey Hunter reads a pass down the sideline, comes up with the interception. So two big turnovers for you guys to start the second half defensively. Yeah, like I said, um, you know, defense, I, I was happy with them all night. They, uh, you know, we didn't do them a whole lot of favor. I mean, we did. We ate some clock and kept them off the field. We yes. didn't, didn't put the points on the board for them. Um, so, no, I, overall, I think we were we were pretty happy with their, our defense. And, um, you know, they got us a couple turnovers. And really in the second half, we kind of, it was our turnover, you know, that set them up yep. for, for their score. So it wasn't really anything our – our defense was, you know, not our defense fault anyway. But um, yeah, they, you know, we we learned I think from last week defensively we just kind of um, settled in and did our job and not, you know, not trying to do somebody else's and get out of position. That's what kind of bit us a week ago. Um, so it was nice to see those guys just, you know, trusting each other and doing their jobs. And um, but no, I I couldn't be disappointed at all in the defense. They they played a great game last night you mentioned uh, their interception the Voss kid able to pick one off and took it down the sidelines I think Colton Whelan maybe injured on that play he was trying to strip the ball and and uh, and make the tackle got him down but uh Mazdam scores uh, on the second play uh from five yards out that put him up 14 to nothing with nine minutes left how's Colton doing yeah he's he just got banged up there and uh he'll, he saw coach Shable last night and um, we'll see what if we don't meet on. I don't bring him in on Saturdays. Kind of give him the weekend so that we'll be touching base with him here this afternoon and see what see how he's doing. But he's a he's a tough nugget too. So you know. But and then Jaden Flug, who's no stranger, he started our first two games. So he that was nice. You know, it does add another sophomore to the offensive line. But it's not like he's a rookie out there. So um, you know, he he stepped in and. Um, did fine in the, in the fourth quarter there. After they go up 14 to nothing, you guys had one more chance, another drive that started about your own 27. Again, got into MOC Floyd Valley territory, but uh, end up turning it over on downs at the 32 coach with uh, right around uh, about 437 left in that game. Kind of knew at that point that if they got a couple of first downs, it was going to be hard to get the win. Yeah, we were, you know, we were down to two timeouts, I think, and um, I th- I thought if they got a first down, it was going to be pretty tough to yeah, and, and they did just that just out on the third and short. I think they uh, snuck it across. So we uh, you know, and again credit to credit to MLC. They they had a great game plan, and you know, again their kids played hard, and um, I think they were the you know I I don't really think it's close. I think they're the best team that we've seen so far this year. Coach caught a break though last night. Now you guys suffered your second district loss, which is tough. You're sitting one and two, but Healan falls to Sioux Center. So all of a sudden now you've got uh, Healan, Sioux Center, MOC Floyd Valley, Sergeant Bluff Luton, all two and one in districts. You guys one and two with games left still at Sioux Center coming up this week, and then Sergeant Bluff Luton at home. So still a lot to play for. Uh, still some playoff hopes for you guys, but uh, need to go take care of business up at Sioux Center next week. Yeah, we we've uh, exhausted our our last uh, option <laughs> as, as far as uh, win or go home. So now it's yeah, it's officially our our own playoff season now. If you know if, if we want any chance, we got to win next week up at Sioux Center. Um, that's what we're focused on, and and we'll get to work uh, here a little bit later this afternoon with our scouting, and then tomorrow with coaches' meetings, and we'll uh, be ready to go. Well, Coach, as always, uh, it's great to talk to you. Appreciate the time, and uh, we wish you the best of luck next week. I look forward to catching up with you next week to chat with you about that game ahead of time. Sounds good, Jeff. Appreciate everything. Go Tigers. Craig Rowetter, the head football coach again with the Carroll Tigers, joining us here on the MC Country Cafe Coaching Show. We'll talk Kemper football. Ryan Steinkemp, he's coming in next right here on the MC Country Cafe Coaching Show. With Harvest now in full swing, you've got some steering wheel time and have probably started thinking about what equipment your farm needs in 2023. Olson's Outdoor Power has what you need. 
utility vehicles like the Polaris Ranger and Can-Am Defender for picking up rocks in the field, shuttling equipment, or driving down to the pasture. Wilson Livestock Trailers, Air Equip, Headgates, Chutes, Alleys, and Tubs for working cattle. H&H Trailers for moving your skid loader or cleaning up brush piles. Chainsaws from Steel and Echo to make those brush piles. And commercial grade mowers from Dixie Chopper and Xmark to keep those bin sites and hog buildings looking great. No matter what you're looking for, when you finally crawl out of the cab of your combine, tractor, or semi this fall, stop in and see us. Olson's Outdoor Power, your one-stop service and equipment shop with locations in Atlantic and Carroll. Olson's Outdoor Power, your one-stop service and equipment shop. Back here at the MC Country K Coaches Show, Jeff Blank been talking with Ryan Steinkamp, the head football coach. With the Gember Knights here is the Knights, uh, well, they set up the matchup that uh, most of the state's been waiting for, I think, here the last couple of weeks. They knock off Trainer last night 42-7, to so they'll play Underwood coming up this Friday for the district championship. Coach, first, appreciate you joining us here. Second, congratulations on another big win and an impressive performance last night. Oh, thanks, Jeff. Appreciate you having me. Not that I put any pressure on there with that district championship talk oh. at the beginning there, but uh, we'll talk about that matchup with Underwood coming up here later on in the interview. But, uh, Coach, um, you got a win last night. You had to get through a good trainer ball club. They're a little banged up, but that doesn't matter. Still a good ball club. Um, you guys went down there, sounded like, able to move the ball, not able to finish things early, took control in the second quarter, maybe late in the second quarter, and kind of dominated the game from there. Yeah, you know, we, we played well. Just had a few miscues here there. You know, uh, uh, the ball it must have been a little slipper or something on first two. Cause both, I think for the first five or six plays, that ball was on the ground about four times. And um, But, you know, that's what happened. You know, we really focused on ball security and just execution. The, guy, the kids are doing a great job. How well were you guys able to move the ball minus the ball slipping and, and hitting the turf a few times early? Oh, you know, we kept the, we kept the sticks moving. You know, not as many big plays, but we were able to get some nice chunk yards. Uh, you know, the O-line, as the game went on, got a lot stronger, did a great job, so that, that was great to see. Was that part of the game plan going in, was to try and wear them down and, and just physically wear them out a little bit? Um, no, not not really. You know, we we knew that they'd be blitzing up the middle a lot, so we had to work on the edge, and uh, the O-line made, made adjustments um, throughout the game, and uh, it was great to see them, and the, the running backs ran hard and did a lot of blocking as well. What were the adjustments you had to make up front then? Um, just, just uh, our, our, you know, our, our, our kickout blocks who we were taking. You know, usually it's a middle linebacker, but we have he was already blitzing, so we went more to the outside linebacker, and then we were able to connect on that. What were they trying to do to you guys defensively? Then were they were they more concerned about the run game or the pass game tonight? Uh, they usually like to stop the run first. You know, their their secondary is pretty athletic. They made some nice plays on some balls. Um, you know, we had some we took some shots on the field, and they had, they made some nice plays. But they, they definitely looked to stop the run first. When did you guys break through mid part second quarter? When was that first points put on the board for you guys tonight or last um, night? I think I think it was right end of the first quarter. Um, DJ hit Ben Gherkin on a nice on a nice play, and then you know we started getting a little bit of momentum. I, I think uh, John John Bates made a great play on a pick six after Jake Robeck kind of blew up the bubble, and that was just that, that guy and I got our sideline alive, and get, um, you know then we got the juices flowing a little bit after that one. Take us through that pick six. Uh, how did you guys set that up? How how did the defense read it and jump it so well? Oh, we just you know we saw something in their their formation. You know they just, you know that they several times they ramped uh, bubbles out of that too, and you know we kind of yelled from the sideline. And um, Jake a little bit down there kind of blew it up. And uh, there's a long there's a long throw you know from hash to the numbers on the other side is a long one. And John just made a great read and good play on the ball. Were they able to move the ball much on you in the first half? Um, a few first downs here, there. I mean, yeah, they did. They did a nice job. Yeah, they they kept us on toes a little bit. What were they having success with, and, and how were you guys able to adjust and shut that down? Oh, they they they, you know, they're just getting a couple a couple few yards at a time too. They ran a nice counter play that we you know we, we scouted out and ready for, but just you know it's a lot of different practicing it going get the first going against in the game. Any adjustments? Any talk at halftime, or or just pretty comfortable with where you were sitting? Uh, at that point of the game and what you might be capable of doing in the second half? On the O-line, made those adjustments that I talked about, and that really helped our run game in the second half. And defensively, we kind of just you know, clean, wanted to clean up a few things. What were some of the things that you were trying to clean up? Oh, just like talk about the, the run, uh, you know, the, the run fits and, you know, watching some of the uh, – they, they love those bubble plays and things like that. Coach, uh, when did you guys take control? When did you feel like you really had control of this game? Oh, you know, we um, 
<laughs> maybe <laughs> not, till, not till the end of the game. You know I me, mean? um, but I'm really proud of you know our, our, our some of our backup guys got in there defensively and played really well. Um, you know, oh, just probably when there's zeros on the clock. You know I me, mean? I'm always kind of a I always I, I I enjoy every minute of the game and make, want to make sure you know we get the most out of it. Don't waste any of that time. So when there's, when there's zeros up there. Well, let me ask it this way: then up twenty-one to nothing at halftime. When how quickly did you guys score in the second half? On our on our first drive. Okay, feeling a yeah. little comfortable at that point. You just want me to say yes, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Got to have a little fun with you here this morning, Judge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, how'd you guys score there in the start that second half on that first drive? Um, I oh, I think I think DJ hit uh, Trevor Ryle on a um, on a nice little bootleg play. Is what I'm putting in the back of the end zone. How were you guys? How well was the passing game tonight? Uh, did you have to use it much, or did you use it kind of when you wanted to? Um, we, there's definitely some situations we needed to, you know, play behind the sticks a little bit. You know, they they stuff us in the run, but oh, now we I mean, we ran a few run uh, pass plays. We ran a ton this year just because you know it, they were we knew they were there, so we ran those ones. And kids did a great job of it. What did you see from your team in the second half? What were some positive things you took out, and and maybe some things you still want to see this team get better at? Oh, just that, you know, we're locked in, you know, that we're locked in, you know, the, the things we talked about at halftime, we saw it executed in the second half. Now we got to talk a little bit about that Underwood matchup. Um, you guys sitting 7-0 and on the year. They're 7-0 and on the year. They beat West Minota tonight 56 to nothing. They're ranked number three. You're number five, at least coming into this week. We'll see if the, the rankings shift any at all this week. But uh, I heard you talking with uh, Tyler Bruner last night as part of the uh, the scoreboard show interview, and you said that you've seen them on film as you guys have been prepping for your other games this year. How much time as you guys were watching those other films did you kind of look at Underwood, maybe anticipating this matchup just a little bit? Oh, you know, some of the coaches, you know, when you break down games, you know, you can break down both teams. We kind of, you know, we kind of just save the information. You know, we, we were looking at it. You know, we, we really are as a staff team, you know, one game at a time. So we, kind of, we just save the information instead. What's the excitement like going into this game? Uh, and, and how do you curb the guys to be excited but not maybe get so emotionally invested early that, that it wears them down a little bit? Um, I think you know, just just enjoy you know, be excited. You know, there's, um, you know, they, they've worked hard. The kids have been doing a great job all year. Where you know, just have, have a great opportunity for them. Underwood's been a a pretty physical team the last few years. Is that what you guys have seen from them on film? Yeah, yeah, they're definitely very physical. You know, they're very well coached. Yeah, we turn a lot of guys to get experience. So um, we'll we'll have the our our all work cut out for us this week for sure. Now, now, Ryan, I know you got back to town right around midnight last night from Trainer. Um, did you wait till at least twelve thirty this morning to start working on that film, or, or uh, have you waited until this morning? Oh well, I, <laughs> I was able to watch the trainer. I was able to watch the Trainer game on the way home. You know, we, we uploaded it right away too. So yeah, I as soon as I got back home, you know, I started um, dabbling in the Underwood film for sure. Well, Coach, I tell you what, congratulations. Looking forward to seeing you guys against Underwood this coming Friday night. Uh, get a chance to call your game again. So I uh, appreciate you joining us here this morning. Congrats on the win. Congrats on the great start to the season. And uh, looking forward to catching up with you this week uh, to preview that game coming up on Friday night. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Appreciate it. Head Coach Ryan Steinkamp again with the Gember Knights. We'll step away back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. That's coming up here on KCM. We're going to talk girls swimming with Head Coach Deb Danner. Join our healthcare team and thrive in a rewarding career and positive team environment at Manning Regional Healthcare Center. We are currently hiring for a laboratory director and offering a $10,000 sign-on bonus. This role will manage daily operations of the lab and ensure the delivery of safe, high-quality, cost-effective services consistent with the needs of the hospital. For more information, call 712-655-2072. To apply, visit www.mrhcia.com careers. Deb Danner with the Carroll Girls Swim Team joining us here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show again every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 o'clock. And, uh, Deb, good to catch up with you again. 
You bet. Uh, you're always so busy with everything going on, so I appreciate the time, Coach. A um, couple of meets for you guys here, uh, you know, over the last few days. Uh, hosted a, a Boone uh, on Tuesday, ended up falling in that one at 91 uh, to 87, but uh, it just sounded like the girls went out and swam really, really well. Oh, they did. They had an amazing meet. They, they did fantastic for me. I couldn't have asked for anything more, so... Um, yeah, it, it was a great meet. They uh, always do well against Boone, and um, yeah, it, it was just a fun meet to watch. What stood out for you uh, about how how the girls swam that night? I mean, just you know, their attitudes were great. It was just they were having fun. It was just the whole thing was just fun to watch. Um, you know, Amelia Holt went out in her fly and did a fantastic job. When uh, I believe a one hundred and eight, um, you know, it was just the whole meet was just. Um, the atmosphere was just, just perfect. It sounded like that big crowd for you guys the other night for that one. Um, you know, yeah, Boone brings over quite a few uh, spectators, you know, and, and our team is fairly small, so most of them are working to meet. So um, a small crowd from us too. Coach, uh, who else stood out for you? Was it the relay strong for you that night, or was it more the individual events that kind of stood out for you on Tuesday? Yeah, um, I mean, the relays did, did a fantastic job, but, yeah, it, it was more individuals. Um, you know, everybody just had some really fantastic swims. So it was just, um, you know, just a lot of fun to watch. It was just, uh, they went out, they poured their hearts into it. Um, they did great. Now, this is kind of an odd question. I don't think I've ever asked you this before, but first home meet of the year for you guys Tuesday. Uh, it, it, it took a while into the season to get it. That's normally the way it is. It's not like a lot of other sports where you might get six, seven, eight, ten home games in, in a year. But uh, how nice was it to get to swim at home on Tuesday? Yeah, um, it's always nice to swim at home. Um, no, no traveling, uh, home at a decent time. You always got to like that. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and it's great when your equipment is all working great and, you know, the meat ran smooth, so it's it really nice to be in What did the girls think about getting to swim in the pool? Is that a pool they really enjoy being since the pool they practice and they know it well? Is, they in, is that a good pool for your girls to swim in? I mean, yeah, you know, they, they do a good job here. They're used to the pool, um, we enjoy swimming at other pools, of course, you know, see what else is out there. But, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's a comfortable pool. They're, they're used to it. Coach, uh, you guys back home again on Thursday, hosted Spencer and Fort Dodge. Uh, a couple of fairly good meets for you ended up dropping both of them fairly tight. Uh, but it sounds like uh, you guys had a solid, uh, solid night that night as well. What stood out for you about Thursday? Yeah, uh, you know, um, Amelia, uh, Emma Myers had a, a great meet. She did fantastic with her two IMs, a couple seconds there. Um, you know, she saw the bus stroke, did a, did a great job there. Uh, so there's a couple of first place finishes for them. Um, yeah, you know, it was, uh, it was just a, overall, it was a really good meet for the girls. They, they did a fantastic job. Um, I always uh, like to see a little bit more, but but they did very good. Uh, Coach, I got to ask. Uh, I'm not going to try to say the the last name because I, I probably messed it up when I announced it on the radio the other day. But uh, looks like Claudia, the foreign exchange student, uh, really swam pretty well for you here these last couple of meets. Oh yeah, she she's been doing really good. Um, you know, when you have a foreign exchange student, you don't know what you're getting exactly, um, and and she's just. She's been doing a fantastic job. She's just been swimming faster and faster every week. Um, I think she's getting a little more comfortable with the way we do things in the U.S. Um, you know, cause she's used to swimming meters and wear yards, and, and it does make a bit of a difference. So, um, yeah, she's adjusting well to it. Was her best meet Tuesday, or did you feel like she swam better on Thursday? Uh, no, I would say she swam a little bit better on Thursday. She, uh, she did a really good job. She in the 500, a little bit nervous about it, um, but not her first time swimming it, and you know she still managed to drop that in second. So um, that was it was a good meet for her, I'd say. 
Coach Natalie Kent, another one of those that uh, we don't always get a chance to chat about, but uh, seems to do really well in the relays for you guys. Oh, yeah, she does a fantastic job. Um, you know, she goes out, she sums her heart out. Uh, she's, you know, a very big presence on the relay. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, if we don't have her, it, we're going to notice. It'll, it'll, it'll show. So, yeah, she does a great job for us. What do you guys take away from uh, those two home meets that you had this last week uh, that kind of get you ready uh, for the rest of the regular season? Yeah, it's just, um, you know, we're, we've been picking up our yardage a bit. They're just getting tired. They, it's, there's not a whole lot to take away from the meet per se. Um, you know, they, they know they can swim faster. They just, you know, it, it's, it's just a little bit tougher when we're picking up our yardage a little bit. And, and, you know, we're, we're kind of coming into, you know, a tough part of our season. You know, we've got these, eight days and and they know it's it's rough and, and they just they push as hard as they can for me coach how quick before you guys start the four meets in eight days sounds a little bit like that fun week but uh when do you guys start up in the mileage and up in the distances and stuff uh and, and getting into that week that we always kind of joke about <laughs> yeah um some of them don't know what that week is yet <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, gonna start in about a week and a half. So um, yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll be talking about that when we get closer to it. But um, yeah, you know, we just kind of slowly work into it. I, I don't just like jump on it and and just destroy the girls. But um, we kind of work our way up to it a little bit, and and uh, yeah, they'll they'll be fine. You head up to Sioux City on Tuesday. Uh, what do they look like this year? Ah, uh, they are a very, very strong team this year. So it's it's going to be a, a challenge. Um, so it, it they know they're going to have to be swimming their best and uh, hope for the best. Well, Deb, appreciate you joining us here today. Have a great weekend. I know you're heading off to watch uh, some college swimming, so have fun at that. Uh, wish you the best luck, and, and hopefully Trevor has a great meet coming up today. Great, thank you. You bet. Head coach Deb Danner again joining us here on the MC Country Cafe Coaching Show. We'll be back with more coming up next year on KCIM. It's that time of the year for comfort food, and you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stepping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special, stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 25 years, MC's is located on Highway 30 East in Carroll. MC Country Cafe coaches show rolling on on this uh, Saturday morning. Jeff Blankman joined right now, but I think a pretty happy and excited uh, cross-country coach and Thomas Nelson with the Kemper Knights. Coach, good to catch up with you. Congratulations on a great week and a great meet on Thursday night. Thanks for joining us here today. Yeah, th- thank you, and it's always good to talk to you in the morning. Coach, absolutely. Uh, you bring energy, uh, and your team runs with energy, and, and that's outstanding. Let's start with the boys. You guys went down, boys and girls, to Atlantic on Thursday. Only meet this last week, but uh, uh, what a showing for the boys. Finished second to, to a really outstanding winner set ball club. Um, beat a lot of the teams uh, in your conference. Uh, St. Albert, Denison, Atlantic, Clarinda, Harlan all finished in the top eight team-wise, but uh, you guys, the top team there out of that Hawkeye 10. So got to be really pleased uh, with how the team did overall on the boys' side. Yeah, uh, we were really excited with how we ran. Um, the kids were uh, incredibly happy, you know, placing second at a meet. There six, they ended up being 16 teams there. Uh, a lot of the Hawkeye 10, everyone except Lewis and Glenwood, were, you know, clearly really good Hawkeye 10 programs. Um, but we, we were really happy. We, we had goals to go out and, and place ahead of Harlan, Atlantic, Denison, and St. Albert. Um, and it was kind of, you know, how many of those teams can we can beat? Can we beat? And to end the day, you know, uh, beating them all at Atlantic, that, that was a really phenomenal thing. And our, our kids really enjoyed getting the medals. So uh, it was a great night. A lot of the guys set PRs on Thursday. Who who were the guys and how were they able to do that? Yeah, so so um, we had really the back end of our, our varsity squad. Uh, just ran phenomenal races. Um, Dayton and Jacob McCarter both set PRs. Uh, they were our five and our six mans yesterday. 
Um, and they've just both been improving so much throughout the season. They're both freshmen. Um, and, and they're still learning basically, you know, h- how to run the race and, and what their um, capability really is. Uh, and those guys have shaved really almost two minutes uh, from the start of the season to where they are now. Um, and, and it's really just getting more comfortable with, you know, running in a large pack uh, and really learning like how competitive they can be. Uh, Dayton specifically, and he's done it a week ago. So David Thomas and Fletch with about uh, three quarters mile left. Um, we had six St. Alberts and Harlan kids ahead of them. Um, and, and all three of those guys end up ahead of all six of those guys. Um, and, and that, that's just grit. Like that, that's them knowing we talked about it before the meet started. The, these are the jerseys, you know, that, that we need to watch out for and that we need to place ahead of. Um, and for three freshmen, um, to have that sort of grit say, okay, that, that's, that's where I'm going to finish. I'm going to finish ahead of those guys. Um, it, it is really, really, uh, a, a great, uh, thing to have on our team. Your top two guys uh, have been Ryan North and Jacob Graving really all season. Uh, Jacob again, 12th, Ryan finishing in 8th place. Uh, you said went out really fast with that top group because it was a pretty loaded group. How do you feel like those two guys ran? I think they they, they had a great meet. Um, I think, you know, as we were kind of chatting earlier, I think Ryan and Jake, uh, not a lot of teams have one kind of good, a really premier runner, um, and we're really blessed to have two. Um, to have two guys up there in the top 15 consistently. And I, I think that's one of the most important things they do for us is it's not this meet they're there, the next meet they're not. Uh, it, it is every week we can count on those guys uh, being top 10, top 15. Uh, th- that then allows, you know, th- those freshmen behind them uh, to, to really show off their talents and make their scores matter so much. Um, Ryan went out really, really hard um, and tried his best to uh, kind of run down some guys that, he had uh, try, had had not beat in previous meets. Um, in the end, uh, he wasn't able to quite get him. Uh, but it, it was you know a good learning experience. We're going to see him next week at conference, um, and now we can use kind of a different strategy now that we've tried that one. Um, but you know, in the end, he gets eight for us, and it's just uh, has an incredibly good race. Coach, let's move over to the girls. Uh, Marie uh, sets a PR and, and ran an extremely good race for you, finishing in seventh. How have you seen her grow here, especially over the last couple of weeks? Uh, Marie just, she has such a positive attitude, and, and she just wants, every, every week she wants to improve. Um, she always has questions about the people she's running against. She always has questions about the course. Um, she's She's just developed so much as far as, mentality-wise, like, I, I'm going to kind of take this step to the next level. Um, to do that this week, her, her goal, again, kind of like Ryan's, was to find some kids that uh, had beat her previous meets and really try to stick with them and see if in our last 800 uh, mile uh, that then we can take those kids. And that goes back to those guys running track and, and you know, being comfortable with those distances. Um, Marie's goal was kind of two girls from Atlantic, and she uh, tucked in with them and stayed with them the entire race. And late last 800 meters, she beats one of them. Um, and that just was a huge thing. And, and she ran a PR. And for her to be PRing on a, a very difficult course, very hilly course, um, it means that she's probably going to PR again once we get some of these flatter courses later in the season. Um, so I'm really excited to continue to see her growing kind of like with Ryan. You know, she, she's she's not hit her, her best time of the year. Ryan, her, and Jake, like, they've, they've got better times yet coming, as well as a lot of our other runners. So, uh, we we couldn't be more ready for next week's Hawkeye 10 conference meet uh, and are really excited to get out and compete again. The two Julias, Canny and Craig, took second and third for you guys. What did you see from them on Thursday? I, I I thought they both, you know, I think Julia Canny got, it was a really large meet. I think she got lost in the pack a little start and then really worked her way back to where she needed to be. Um, Julia Craig had one of her better races uh, of the year. She was literally a hundredth of a second off of her PR. Um, and I thought she did a really good job um, getting out more where she needed to be and just trying to fight off and stay there. And, and at the end of our varsity lineup for girls, we had Maddie Segabar and Lydia Miners who both PR'd two. Um, so we, we saw a lot of uh, lot of good races from the varsity girls and a, and a lot of uh, really competitiveness. And it looked like that the the, the bottom part of, of the group for your varsity girls kind of did a nice job of running as a pack. I saw 95th, 98th, 99th, and 100th uh, for finishing. 
Yes, yeah, so, and we had talked about that ahead of time. Uh, you know, they run together at practice. Um, they're very similar styled runners. So, hey, if that's what makes you comfortable and that's what's going to help us get, get those PRs, let's do it. Um, and, and a lot of really good teams, um, that, that's what you'll see is they've got their pack. And uh, it's similar to what we've got with Thomas, Fletch, and Dayton now. You know, uh, Dayton's was just shortly off those two. Um, and, and running that pack can be a really powerful thing in cross country. Coach, uh, you mentioned uh, the Hawkeye 10 coming up down back to Harlan. You guys ran really well there on a Saturday morning here a couple of weeks ago. What do you do to get ready for the for the uh, meet coming up next Thursday? Um, I think it's, uh, the key is consistency. Uh, we've kind of fallen into a uh, schedule, a more organized schedule now that we've been running a couple Thursday meets in a row the last couple weeks. Um, our, our kids have a pretty good idea of what practices are going to look like the next week. And, and we've seen what's worked for us to keep you in these PRs. Um, so, you know, we're not going to change anything up wildly. Uh, we're going to try to get sleep. We're going to try to eat well. Uh, but in the end, it's just going to be uh, taking care of business like we have the last couple of weeks. And uh, I think we'll be really happy with the results if we do that. Well, Coach, we appreciate you joining us here today. Congratulations on a great run Thursday night for both the girls and boys. Wish you the best a lot coming up down at the Hawkeye 10, and and, uh, looking forward to talking to you about how that goes. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. You too. Head Coach Thomas Nelson again with the uh, Kemper Cross Country team. We'll be back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show coming up next here on KCIM. Hi, this is Deb Lopardis. I've been in the marketing department here at Carroll Broadcasting for 16 years now. I've seen so many changes over the years, but what has remained constant is the success of radio for our business partners. I enjoy learning about my clients and their businesses, developing trusting friendships, and helping them achieve their goals. I truly feel our success is attributed to our localization and our programming here at Carroll Broadcasting. Listeners rely on us for weather, news, sports, local information on events and happenings in music. Carol Broadcasting really becomes a part of the communities that we serve and the lives of our listeners. We have a great product. I've worked with a lot of clients and they know that together we're going to put together that campaign for success from employment to events or products or even services. They know Carol Broadcasting is the key. Let Carol Broadcasting help grow your business. Call us first at 792-4321. We are Carol Broadcasting. Join our healthcare team and thrive in a rewarding career and positive team environment at Manning Regional Healthcare Center. We are currently hiring for a laboratory director and offering a $10,000 sign-on bonus. This role will manage daily operations of the lab and ensure the delivery of safe, high-quality, cost-effective services consistent with the needs of the hospital. For more information, call 712-655-2072. To apply, visit www.mrhcia.com careers. Back here at the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show, Jeff Blankman talking right now with Michaela Klink, the head volleyball coach, of course, with the Carroll Tigers. And, Coach, as always, good to catch up with you. Yeah, it's good to talk to you. You bet, Coach. Last Saturday, let's bounce back there here real quick. You guys went over to Jefferson uh, for Green County's invite. Uh, you guys, uh, I'm going to say you got a little revenge. Uh, you took on Boone over there, and you got a really nice win. Dropped that first set to him, 21-10 but then uh, rallied back and took set 220-220. That had to feel really good. Yeah, we were really um, looking forward to that match because we know that we didn't play our best, and we had um, some players out on that Tuesday night when we played them, and so they were really hoping for that win. What stood out for you about those last two sets, 22-20 and then 15-10, to 10, the victories in sets two and three? Yeah, um, we were really off our game on Tuesday night and even that first set. Um, so just how we clicked together and then um, made Boone make the mistakes instead of us. Ended up with 19 kills on that day. Pretty balanced as you guys normally are. Uh, Shay Sennard led the way with four kills. And then Olivia Rowetter, uh, Madison Thornock, and, and Andrea Sander all finished up with three kills for you. Um, did you guys feel, did you feel like you swung pretty well uh, Saturday against Boone? Um, yeah, we have been not having the best hitting efficiency, and we ended out the day with a positive hitting efficiency. Um, so we'll take that as a win. Was that your best performance of the day, or did you feel like you played better uh, in the 2-0 sweep against Nottoway Valley? Um, I think I think we um, played better um, against uh, Boone, and even even though we lost um, against Pella Christian. Um, 
we just tend to play better, have more competitive teams, um, and then try to play up to their level. I remember talking with you last Saturday morning about that matchup with Pella Christian. They come in, um, you know, really good program. Um, you guys able to take the first set from them and then drop the next two to, to lose 2-1. But uh, I know it was a week ago. What stood out for you about that Pella Christian match? Um, we're not morning morning girls, but they were <laughs> able to come out and um, they were awake. They were ready to play um, and they were excited. Able to able to to serve receive well against them, or or what really was the difference? Do you think in that first set? Um, serve receive, and then we were also serving aggressive to them, um, making their defense move, and then I think we got them frustrated right off the bat, and they weren't expecting it. Where were you attacking with that serve, and who did you feel was serving well for you? Uh, we were serving in between seams, um, and it was just all around. Um, aggressive serving the whole team. Cameron Chable finished up with your three aces, 96% serve percentage for the team. So uh, you mentioned serving as a strength. What was it with Cameron in that one? And do you remember where she was able to kind of find those gaps to get those aces? Yeah, um, she's been struggling all season, um, trying to get that um, consistent serve. And then she really brought the heat. She was serving in between seams, um, and she really focused on her toss um, and getting contacting the ball high. And it seemed like she maybe had one of her better matches of the year, finished up uh, leading the team along with Madison Thornock with five kills each. Um, so went out and swang well to 231 hitting percentage in that match. Yeah, she played lights out that game. Um, and she was really connecting um, with her setter. Um, we had Caitlin Tegas out, and so Shane Ashinger uh, stepped up. Um, and then for not hitting off of each other all season, they really connected well. Pretty easy transition for everybody to kind of take over those new roles on Saturday. Sounds like it went fairly smoothly. Yeah. Um, they've been playing with each other since, what, fourth grade, um, so it's easy to kind of mix them around. Coach, you mentioned Madison Thornock here a moment ago. It looked like statistically-wise, uh, when I went through all the numbers on Saturday, that uh, she had a really nice tournament for you guys as well and has been playing well here of, of the last couple of weeks. Yeah, she has. She's uh, stepped up her aggressiveness, um, and she's also stepped up um, defensively too because even though she's a front-row player, um, we know that you have to be there um, defensively to pick up balls. Um, so she's been really doing a great job. Um, her placement um, is awesome, too. Coach, we got to bounce to Tuesday night. It, it sounded like you played pretty well, uh, but ended up falling in, in three really tight sets to Carlisle at home the other night. Uh, how did you feel like the team played on, on Tuesday? Um, we struggled. Um, I think those nights during homecoming, that's always a struggle um, just to stay focused. And we had pink out night, too. Um, but I think our setters were able to um, come in. That was Caitlin Tegas's first night back. Um, she took on that role and just stepped up like she's never been gone. Coach, you held them to an 062 hitting percentage. What was solid about your defense? Was it pretty much everything, or was there an area that really stood out to you Tuesday? Yeah, um, Madison Tuning, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I know she had um, quite a few digs. I think it was 17, possibly. Yep. Um, and then for three sets, I think that's pretty good. So um, they didn't get a lot of kills on us, and our block was up. And so I think they were trying to get around it, and they hit quite a few out of bounds. Yeah, Cameron leading you with four blocks that night. Shea Sennard also putting together a nice year. So she had 10 digs the other night. So a swinging well the way it looks uh, and, and then playing well in the back row when, when she gets a chance to play all the way around. Yeah, Shea um, has really become a nice player all the way around. Um, her speed always helps us out. And then um, she's really been working on placing the ball more. Um, and she's having a lot of success with that and getting more kills. Finally get a weekend off, uh, so you get Thursday. I had Thursday off. You get today off back in action. Coming up on Tuesday, got to make that trip down to ADM. I finally get a chance to come and broadcast a, a match this year, uh, but I'll be down there at ADM to call that match on Tuesday night. I know they're coming in 17-5, to 17-5 on the year. What do you know about uh, that ADM team right now? Um, that they're solid. They play fast-paced volleyball. Um, and so we just have to bring it to them. 
Well, Coach, uh, appreciate you joining us here. I know it's been a crazy busy week with uh, the homecoming, uh, everything going on. So appreciate all the time here today. Wish you the best of luck. Uh, enjoy a weekend off, and I look forward to seeing you and the team down there on Tuesday at 8 a.m. All right, thank you. You bet. Head Coach Michaela Clink again with the Carroll Tiger Volleyball Team back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaching Show coming up next right here on KCIM. With Harvest now in full swing, you've got some steering wheel time and have probably started thinking about what equipment your farm needs in 2023. Olson's Outdoor Power has what you need. Utility vehicles like the Polaris Ranger and Can-Am Defender for picking up rocks in the field, shuttling equipment, or driving down to the pasture. Wilson Livestock Trailers, Aeroquip, Headgates, Chutes, Alleys, and Tubs for working cattle. H&H Trailers for moving your skid loader or cleaning up brush piles. Chainsaws from Steel and Echo to make those brush piles. And commercial-grade mowers from Dixie Chopper and Xmark to keep those bin sites and hog buildings looking great. No matter what you're looking for, when you finally crawl out of the cab of your combine, tractor, or semi this fall, stop in and see us. Olson's Outdoor Power, your one-stop service and equipment shop with locations in Atlantic and Carroll. Olson's Outdoor Power, your one-stop service and equipment shop. Rusty Wintermote joining us here on the MZ Country Cafe Coaches Show again every Saturday morning, 8 to 9 o'clock here on KCIM. Coach, is always good to catch up with you. Well, good morning, Mr. Blankman. It is a early morning uh, getting on that bus, and uh, instead of turning on the air conditioning, I have to turn on the heat for the girls now and, and to allow them to sleep a little more comfortably on our trip up to Hampton-Dumont. Are you sure you turned the heat on this morning? <laughs> you know what? I, I, I joked around with you the other day about I may have to just turn the A.C. on just to make them feel like it's warm and because I, I, they always have layers of sweatshirts yeah. and blankets, and it's like even when it was warm, they had to have those things. So uh, maybe if uh, I, I didn't tempt it, but it was tempting to try. Well, I tell you what, I wish I was there to get a little video because I know from up at the, the tournament at Rockwell City that morning, they didn't like me trying to shoot video of them uh, while they were trying to wake up that morning in the gym. So uh, th- that that was kind of a fun day. But, uh, Coach, uh, you guys are headed up to Hampton-Dumont here this morning. We'll talk about that tournament coming up in just a moment. But technically kind of had a, a week off of at least matches. Uh, no tournament last weekend nothing this week during the week so what was the focus then this week uh with the pairings now out uh and stuff what was the focus on kind of getting ready not just for the end of the regular season but the postseason as well well the the focus was getting some kids uh healthy uh we've had a few kids um that have been uh bitten by the bug a little bit have had to take some time off of school and uh, tried just to get them acclimated back into it uh, we worked a lot of a lot of serve receive situational uh, stuff, and then we uh, we went back to some uh, fundamentals with our hitters, uh, and then we went back to some fundamentals with our we broke them up, our DS and liberos and setters. Uh, we we did a lot of uh, daily work with them, individual work. So this week was a good week for us to be able to get back down to some basics with, with some of the kids, all the kids basically, and then mix that back into fine-tuning on our, our tip-based defense, our serve-receive, uh, receiving into our offensive attack and into free ball attack. So uh, it was it was actually like trying to practice at the beginning of the season, but yet only run a practice about an hour, hour and five minutes so that uh, – uh, they can preserve their legs, and we get a little more bounce as we get ready for the last week of the regular season, and then prepare ourselves for the uh, for the rounds of uh, of a regular or the uh, um, regional rounds. Coach, uh, last week we talked a little bit about how the great career of Ashlyn Bading and becoming the all-time assist leader. As you guys were able to honor her for that uh, this week, uh, no matches to honor Sophie, but Sophie Bading becoming the all-time blocks leader uh, at Kemper. And, and I know that uh, uh, you've probably really enjoyed uh, coaching her this year. Terrific young lady, and and uh, I, we talked just a week or two ago about the way she's really developed as a blocker this year. Well, it, it has been, and, and uh, to have an opportunity to work with someone that has, it just seems a little bit natural. It's probably the best blocker I've been around since I've been in coaching, who has just a natural um, 
find uh, to go get the ball, uh, but is also someone who has shown a great deal of, uh, I need to know more. How can I do this better? When a ball gets by, she blames herself right away. And then we have to just talk about what's now, what's our mental uh, I thought on why it got by. And, and for her to go from the beginning of the season with not really having a continued conversation about it to now able to share what she thought she might have done wrong. And even when we, uh, we talk about the blocks that she does get, um, she knows exactly, She at least when she turns and looks at you or she reacts to the kids, she, you know she's, she uh, feels like she's done something important. Um, Sophie used to be about all the all about the true block. Let's just block and go down. Um, and when that wasn't happening, she was frustrated with herself. And we've kind of built her into be a touch machine, get a touch on the ball, help your back row out, and then we'll go from there. And the more that she's gotten to learn how to get a touch, has led to her ability to get more blocks in a match, and it has caused teams to hit high and has really saved our back row. So um, I don't necessarily listen to Sophia. I don't necessarily listen or hear her say any more about, oh, I got these many kills. Like most hitters, they talk about their kills more than their blocks. Uh, with Sophie, uh, I think blocking has become a lot more about pride and effort because it's like basketball. We've talked about this. It's about just a desire to do something, about the heart uh, of doing it, and uh, Sophie has shown a a, a, a heart uh, that has just rubbed off on everybody else, and they're all trying to compete against Sophie to get that block or get that touch, and that's fun to watch when one who is a leader at it, who's broken a record, has demonstrated to the other kids that it can be done, and you don't have to be six foot three or six foot four. Uh, just go get it. Um, so I think that's just dealing with her and how she's rubbed off on all the other kids and just allowed us and she's just allowing us to be able to coach her and give her ideas and give her thoughts and then her finding success in maybe some of the ideas. But it's all been Sophie and it's all been fun for us to watch her develop as a, as a, a, a better defensive player uh, this year than, than uh, over the last several years. So, uh, love, love coaching her and have enjoyed her breaking that record. Now we just need to add to it. Coach, and hoping to do that here at the Hampton Dumont Tournament today. You start at 9.50 or around that this morning against Iowa Falls Alden. Then you have Webster City in the next match. You get a break, and you finish up with Janesville all in Pool A today. Uh, Janesville, a traditional power. Iowa Falls has been strong. I know Webster City, I think, a little bit down this year. But what do you feel about your pool? Um, I, I, I really think it's a, if I looked at all the pools, there are three pools. I, I believe ours is really one of the more challenging because, again, you throw Janesville out there, has always been that team. Now, they're 8-19 and 19 going into it. Uh, and if you go look at their, who they played and teams they've beaten and teams they've lost to, they're, the teams they're losing to are Waverly Shell Rock, maybe 2-1, to one, Union, who's rated in class Four class three, who is uh, who beat them? I think it was two one in a tournament. They're, the the teams that they're playing, they play a really tough schedule, and so their losses to me don't mean anything. So it's going to be a tough matchup with Janesville uh, in that last game of that pool play. And, and I think again, even though they're eight and nineteen, I think it's still going to come down to we're going to have to play our best match to uh, to have a chance to win our pool. Webster City's 14 and nine, and uh, they have beaten some teams that we have beaten as well, and they've lost to some teams that uh, maybe they shouldn't have. They've got a, a great coach who's been there for a while, um, but they're a team who has, you know, their attackers are hitting, and the top three hitters are hitting uh, above 200. So you know they know how to hit and put keep the ball in play and. Uh, then again, we, we play Iowa Falls Alden, and they have been a tradition, but they've got a new coaching staff, and they're trying to do something different. They're, they're running more of a 6-2 versus a 5-1, and uh, their hitters, I think they're trying to feel each other out. 
But again, that's another one who has uh, shown to compete well with Nevada, with um, Algona teams that are have better records than they do and have better power index numbers. That they have competed well, they're not getting blown out. And so when you have a new coach, different system. Uh, sometimes that you you have to, and she's young. You have to develop those young kids. So Iowa Falls is a young group. Uh, mainly, I think they start two seniors, but the rest are freshmen and sophomores uh, that play primarily. So really, I think all three games we're going to have to prove what we need to do to continue to grow. I mean, if we, again, like every coach says, if we play to our capabilities, like we have in some matches so far, um, we should be, we should win them. But we all know what paper says and what actual play says. Uh, but I, I like our pool. Uh, it has that competitive nature. And it has tradition in it. And I think when you can throw tradition in there, uh, along with uh, they've been competitive, uh, I believe will lead to some good matches for the day. Well, Coach, we wish you the best of luck up there. Uh, hopefully the bus ride went well and, and the girls are rested and ready to go. But uh, we'll see you next week. I know you got the match Tuesday night with Harlan to wrap up the conference championship alone if you win. And then, of course, uh, you've got uh, Sergeant Bluff. I'll see you for that matchup probably next week. So best of luck this weekend. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks for joining us here today. All right, Mr. Blankman, you have a, you have a, enjoy the rest of your weekend as well, sir. You bet. Head coach Rusty Wintermode again with the Kemper Volleyball Team back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaching Show here on KCIM. It's that time of the year for comfort food, and you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stepping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special, stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 25 years, MC's is located on Highway 30 East in Carroll. Running a little bit long here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. Again, want to thank uh, Craig Rowetter, Ryan Steinkamp, Deb Danner, Thomas Nelson, Michaela Klink, and Rusty Wintermote for joining us here today. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. Our broadcast games next week, Carol at Sioux Center with Tyler Bruner and also uh, uh, Terry Kaspabauer on Kick 106.7. Kemper hosting Underwood with myself and Doug Wanniger on uh, KCIM. And our Weva uh, hosting New Alfonda, Jeff Hondold. We'll have the broadcast. We'll find a color commentator for him next week. All those games pregame at around 6.20 with the kickoff at 7 o'clock at our Weaver game again on KKRL. Local sports for you today. Volleyball. Kemper at the Hampton Dumont Tournament. Our Weaver and Peyton Chardin go to the Caminita Tournament. Both start at 9 o'clock. Carroll Girls Swim Team headed to the Johnston Invite today as well. That's going to wrap up things this morning. Appreciate everybody joining us. Have a great rest of your weekend everybody.